I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. To enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Beautiful day over here in the city on a hill. Am I right, Ryan? Definitely. Season uh, two coming soon to uh, back to Showtime. By those the way. lifeless season two promos that they yeah. keep eking into the Showtime app, like we're going to care. Yeah. I saw one the other day where they were like, the only things that matter in Boston are uh, sports politics and revenge and it's just like oh everyone's three favorite things right there <laughs> revenge on who yeah nothing on whom nothing it's a prep- on whom nothing sings quite like being said crime drama dialogue. i am tired of the genre what King. take away all laughs and irony there's there's not a lot left for me with the being said well, then you might not be as excited about this next news as I thought got? you were going to be. Kid, Ray Donovan is officially set to return with a feature-length film on Showtime. Oh, God. And I'm not excited about that at all, to be honest. What? I, th- I th- thought th- he was your boy. I do. I love Ray Donovan as a television show. What are you saying? I don't see it, I don't see it translating to film. I just don't. I think it'll be a Showtime movie, if that helps at all, which won't be much of a movie. So it's just so. an extra 30 minutes into an episode? Yeah. And they mentioned, like, Lee, Lee Schreiber will be back. It's like, it would be weird if he didn't come back. <laughs> like Ray Donovan with just Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? And it says he'll co-write the script, which surprised me. Leave. All right. Flexing those chops. I still don't know if we're saying it right. It's leave, not Liev. Liev. Right? I don't yeah. know. Do you? I don't. We'll never know. But yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That When's that out? They just Soon? announced they're making it, so it'll probably be like a year and a half okay. until Ray makes his powerful return. I look forward to enjoying it. I yes. hope. I hope. Um, what else? The famous uh, hip-hop star Bobby Shmurda was released from prison this week. And a wow. lot of people, a lot of memes, a lot of people very excited. Schmurda? Mr. Schmurda. Title track, Hot N-Word. Hmm, interesting. This was a big hit. Sounds kind of like fire. I think I'm feeling this. Hmm. Shit, man. It's hard to sidestep the title. Yes. It's a, it's a miracle that someone, that he would be, he got out of jail my favorite part about it, I guess I'll say, is... Are you surprised that he made it through jail without getting schmurted? Is that what you're saying? He got picked up after jail by Quavo from the Migos in a private jet with, like, a bunch of silly jewelry, like those big chains they all wear. I feel like you need one of those chains, like ice, they used to call it. Yeah. If I ever go to jail, definitely pick me up in a jet. And then we can Picking go you up like... at, like, Plymouth County for, like, <laughs> driving while toasty. Yeah. And I just swoop in in the private jet. Yeah, it'll be dope. Um, I, I can do that, yeah. 
Good for Bobby Shmurda. What else is in hip-hop news? I feel like you, you're a real hip-hop head. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something down the, down the plate. Oh, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, we actually, he just walked in the room. 50 Cent is here again. He decided that he, with the news of uh, Bobby Shmurda getting out and... Yeah. Shit, man. 50, it's good to have you back. Welcome back to Enough. Yeah, Scott man. had to step out for a minute, but he gives you his best as always. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fucking back, man. I fucking love it down here. The fucking chill zone. You, do you like my new curtains and, yeah. and my stacks and stacks of physical media over there? All those DVDs? Have you, yeah. Did you realize that your movie Beef and Beef 2 are over there? The Oh, shit, man. I fucking dig that. You got Get Richard Die Trying or what? I do believe there's a copy of that in there somewhere. We could do like a behind the scenes Easter egg, Get Richard Die Trying DVD oh, hunt shit. and then giveaway contest if you're interested. Do you oh, have anything word? going on today? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I, um, so I'm wondering. Yo, shit, man. I can't help but notice I'm not on the fucking Wall of Kings. And, like, Are you, you upset about not being on the Wall of Kings? Yeah, man. What the fuck? Well, what? Quite frankly. I'm going at, actually, what I have is a custom. Custom 50 cent power oh, shit. banner being made. Oh, word? Yes. If that's something that you might be interested in. <laughs> shit, man, that's fucking dope. I love the Book of Power, the Book of Saw, all the books. 50, <laughs> if you were trapped in one of the Saw scenarios, how would you yeah. escape? <laughs> wow, man, shit. I'm gonna have to think on that for a bit. <laughs> well, 50, it's been great having you in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go fuck off a bit. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Looks like Scott's coming back in. Maybe you can dap him up on the way in. Shit. Give him a big hug. Wow. That was great. A little pop by. I was unsuspecting. Unsuspected. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't mention while he was here that uh, he just got that new deal with Kenya Barris to make a, uh, a new Netflix show. Oh, okay. That's why he stopped by. Yes. You, you know, that's the fun thing about 50 is he comes in, he's shooting the breeze, he's riffing, and sometimes you just don't even realize what he's actually here to promote. And he himself even forgets it. Yeah. And then he leaves, and then we have to talk about it without him. He's fun. It's always, it's weird that you and 50 are always, like, you're always stepping out of the room whenever he arrives. It's mm. like, wouldn't... I don't know. You guys on mic together would be really fun oh. sometime. One day. Okay. Yes. But any big birthdays you want to talk about this week? We got a bunch of birthdays, actually. I saw that Uncle June turned 90. Yep. That's Dominic Chianese. What is, the fuck? Is 90 years old, everybody. Um, I can't fucking believe Uncle it. Uncle Junior from The Sopranos, that is. Yes. Friend of the show and pilot John Travolta is 67. Oh, my God. Elliot Page of Trailer Park Boys fame is 34. Hi. Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones and uh, Joe Jonas is wife and mother of his child is 25. Wow. Emily Blunt, uh, John Krasinski's Fuckin wife is 38. Fucking dope. I love introducing female celebrities as male celebrities' wives. Mm, it's very, fun. very uh, chauvinist like, is yeah. the word. They like that, I think. They do. That's, I think women prefer to be seen and not heard. <laughs> No doubt. And like I said, Dominic Cheney's. That's all I got. For I also, I saw that Ric Flair turned Woo! 72, which I thought he was older. I thought he was like Uncle June's age. Can you even frankly. imagine all the in, like injuries and like CTE oh, yeah. and everything he's going through? Yeah, he can barely like get a sentence out these days. Yeah. He's you still kinda, have the, the Flair shirt? I do. It, it's basically a rag at this point, but mm. it's probably still my best garment. Mm. And I'll wear it from time to time. 
It's a fucking shooter. Did you see that uh, Daft Punk, Ooh. the techno artists, broke mm. up? Yes. That's a weird announcement because they hadn't come out with an album in like eight years. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, we broke up. What do you think? I feel like they their best album that I like, at least, is the one that came out. I think it was in 2007, the live double disc. Yeah, that one's great. That's a fun album. Mm. Very peppy, very... That reminds me of when I worked at a flag factory. And this oh, is yeah. not a bit. I, for briefly, I believe it was Kevin McLean's dad owns, that, owns, I, I'm going inside here. That does sound like a fake job. So I work at a flag factory. <laughs> no, they would literally, put, we would assemble poles for like, that you would have like in like classrooms or on lawns or whatever, like little metal flagpoles like these, for businesses. These are the things you never think about, but these things got to get done. I got fired from Office Depot and I had nowhere to turn. And mm. I believe I ended up there somehow. Dope. And I listen to that album every day on my way to work. So whenever I hear it, I remember going in there and putting together flat. I'm popping putting together flags and we would use this stuff called acetone i guess it's like a nail polish remover kind of compound and it smelled really bad mm. and i think it was toxic and we didn't wear masks or anything we were indoors just sucking it in all day i only did that for like three weeks but hmm. it was like a temp gig yeah it does not feel like a real moment in my life but it is yeah those gigs were <laughs> When you start, it's just like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm not going to last, but I guess I'm here for now. Yeah, like until you wake up in the morning and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I worked at that collection agency, CCA. I think oh, you yeah. were an alumni of there as well. Oh, yeah. Hated it. Worked there for like three weeks. Every day was complete agony. I made it one week. Mm. And I remember I did the entire training in like khakis and a golf shirt. And I sat down with the manager at the end, this like nerdy like he looked like that guy like alfonso ribiero from not alfonso ribiero who's the guy from the cosby show whose name is escaping me anyway and i sat down with him and i was like listen cca for those that don't know is the collection company of america and yes. it was like this big phone bank it was literally like boiler room but way less fun and it was just like hundreds of people crammed into this dumb room on these click on these old school phones and we would just call people up trying to get dough from them like that they owed in student loans, I think. Yeah. And I just said, I can't do this. And he was like, well, uh, thanks for being honest with me. And I think I got paid like 12 bucks an hour for a week. And then I got my one check and I was done. Yeah. Classic fucking young gig. Which kind of reminds me of uh, French actor Gerard Depardieu uh, being arrested for assaulting a woman. Depardud. My Can he not do the French accent? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that he is a fucked up dude in the past. I think he has some some accusations he just, of sorts. Yeah, he just looks creepy. Yeah. yeah he's, he has an erection. <laughs> he's one of those dudes, he is like a startling looking individual. He looks like a troll. And he... What was he in that was so notable? I remember him being a big deal in the 80s and yeah. 90s and I don't... I don't even know. I know he's in The Man in the Iron Mask, that weird Leo movie. I was going to say the Leo movie. Did yeah. he play one of the enemies? I, can't even I feel remember. like he's got that bad guy face. I know he's mainly like a French actor, and he's in like a lot of French movies, especially these days, because I think he's uh, 
No, I'm looking at a list. Green Card, Cyrano, De Bergerac, Going Places, The Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, the only one that I've actually seen or heard of is Man in the Iron Mask where he gets, he's like crammed in the poster with like 14-year-old Leo on the front. Yeah. But apparently he's a creep and maybe he'll get the death penalty. Ooh. What else is in the news? I mean, David Fincher has announced he's reuniting with the writer of Seven for a feature adaptation of The Killer at Netflix with Michael Fassbender circling the lead role. I, lo- I love when they say someone's circling the lead role. That so. means probably very little. Yeah. I like when they do that, though. He's actually yeah. doing windmills with his giant penis. That's what they oh, mean by circling. No doubt. But, I mean, this sounds like a home run. This is like... Yeah, that sounds good. I like Fassbender, too. This is the best David Fincher speed. Like, Seven, Zodiac... Some of his best movies, and he needs a hot one after Mank, which Oof. was a which will win probably Best Picture, but we hated it. <laughs> probably, yeah, that was a snoozer. I feel like Mank has Best Picture written all over it. What do you think? Mank. It's like you've said a million times. It's a movie about Hollywood, yeah, which Hollywood loves. They do. They gave Argo Best Picture for crying out loud, which is and the artist. I saw someone online recently. They were like, no one on earth has watched Argo since it won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 2013. <laughs> like, even on a lark. I watched I was like, Argo. That's right. I watched Argo on a bootleg. It's and fine. I streamed it to, from my computer to my Apple TV, and it looked terrible. It's extremely fine. If it was set in Boston, it would have been way better. Is Argo yeah, like Wag place. the Dog where they like created a fake environment and pretended something happened that didn't? Yeah. Okay. But it involves like terrorists and a true gritty story. No thanks. But also David Fincher wise, I don't know if you saw this, but he recently did an episode of WTF with Mark Marin, but he will not let him release the episode. What for... happened in the episode? <laughs> I guess he's not happy with who he said his guys are or something. <laughs> like He's such a perfect. Who are your guys? He's such a perfectionist. He's like, nope, you can't release the episode. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't happened to us with 50 Cent, all these like off the cuff, you yeah. know, drop ins that he does. I feel like eventually he's going to tell us we got to pull some of them. He's a good sport. Seems like it. Yeah. So far. I like where I said Um David Fincher seems like he's probably a lot to work around. Yeah, he's famous for being Kubrick-like with needing to do like hundreds of takes for the same scene to the point where everyone's like lost their mind. And then he's like, we got it. After like a week on one shot. The work. It's called the work, folks. And we got some fucked up news. Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot in the chest four times in Los Angeles the other day. This news, I I read that a man was shot in the chest and I started howling laughing. And then I realized why. And I was, the fact that it involved not only one, but two French bulldogs. Well, three, one of them got scared and ran away and they found him later. Ooh, that's fun. So she has three really cute Frenchies. Yeah, like the guy was shot by gunman who stole two of the superstars' beloved bulldogs, according to reports. And Did yeah. you watch the gritty video? I guess she's in like another country and this happened in in her stead. I didn't see the video. There's a video? There's a video of the guy like trying to fight them off and then they just say, let it, give him more, uh, let it go, let him go. And then they shoot him in the chest. I mean, you're probably thinking I, I was involved in this, but I just, oh, want, Bradley. I just want to say right now, I had nothing to do with this. Bradley, um, I was wondering, I guess I'm going to be out there looking for Lady Gaga's dogs. Yeah, and that's right. 
What do you think about me stepping in as my reward? I'm gonna Lady Gaga's offering everybody 500k. I'm gonna forgo the 500k, and I'm gonna step in. At, at, yes, at, in and do your part in this song. Always remember us this way from the Stars Born soundtrack, live on stage with Lady Gaga at a concert, and I'm gonna put Lucy, my girlfriend, in the front row and surprise her with it, just so that she gets super embarrassed. What do you think? Would that be okay? Like, do you mind? You fucking kidding me? I think I think you set this whole thing up just so you could steal my gig. You stole my dogs. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. Fuck you. Now, go, I'm gonna go fucking piss my pants. Fuck off. Oh, Bradley just left, but Shit. the seat is soaked with piss, Scott, before you sit down. Oh, he, fuck. The piss he was talking about, he started it right there. So did you sit in it? I did. I'm, oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. I'll get you some cleaning supplies in a minute. can't believe I keep missing all these huge celebrities. But, uh, yeah, you're, it's, we're having a star-studded night here at episode 108. Yeah. 108? And I had a feeling Jackson Maine might be involved in, in this happening, topically speaking. He's not dead. He's hunting down dogs. Yes. And we're, we're going to turn that into the next David Fincher movie. And it's going to be the grittiest piece of work he's ever made. But I mean, that's fucked up. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that I'm, person recovers and the dogs come back. What, what, like a, yeah, it's just fucked up. It's like the grittiest thing I've ever heard, and the video makes it even worse. And then it's just, I um, have very little faith in humanity at this point. I love like, how you can tolerate anything, but if a dog is involved, you're like, whoa, whoa, like, <laughs> yeah, easy like there's now. almost nothing. I could watch somebody like smashing a baby's head with a brick and. <laughs> But if there's two French bulldogs involved, like my stomach turns. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, I have like from the last, like whenever I, I don't even like watching disaster movies anymore because I'm just Ooh. like, I honestly believe that something like this is going to happen. Do you still like watching the movie disaster movie though? I just the need to spoof? Know yeah. I, I've never seen it actually. Okay. Maybe that'll be tonight's featured review ahead of Tom and Jerry and Minari. Great idea. Love where your head's at. <laughs> two of them actually are. But this. Um. Yeah, I just I don't. I, it upsets me in the mm. sense that I feel like people don't care about one another, and like that's okay until they start destroying one another for their own. Wow. Like, how much of a gain really are you going to get? Like, no one's going to buy Lady Gaga's yeah. dogs, and if they do, you're probably <laughs> only going to get what a grand each. Find them on eBay, like Lady Gaga's dogs. <laughs> well, and then what's the alternative? Like, yeah, she offered five hundred k. Are they just going to like have one of their buddies say, I found these dogs walking around in Hollywood and like yeah. that guy's not going to get brutally investigated? Like, do, do they know like, was this a plan? Like, okay, we're going to, we need these dogs. Is that why they did it? Or the did word on get the, fucked up? I and read then they, like, yeah, I don't the know. Hollywood reporter that they did know. Wow. But that's all speculation. Nobody knows that. Wow. She wasn't walking them. She's in Italy. Yes. Filming some piece of work. Even if... Somebody, if you told me that I could kidnap somebody's dog and they'd give me a billion dollars, I still wouldn't do it. Just because I know billion? one, <laughs> we yeah. could make billions. Yeah, it's like people, you gotta have limits. Dog stuff, out. I'm out. No dog stuff. But while we're talking about music, Stevie Wonder is moving to Africa. Big news. And. I was wondering, we were talking the other day, how has there not been a Stevie Wonder biopic yet? 
Hey, how, how you doing, yep. Scott? It's like, real great to be here tonight. Starring like Kel Mitchell or Daniel Kalua. I decided to move my entire family to Africa. And oh, shit. I'm never coming back. I'm sorry if you can hear my beads clicking together on, well, on the microphone. I can, but I don't mind it. Stevie, I love that you had the time to set aside to come on down to the chill zone on yeah, your way to Africa. I don't, I don't mind that it's really dark down here because, as you know, I can't see. Yes, I was going to mention that. It's even tough for you to get around because you are blind. That's I actually was able to make my way to the chill zone without any help. I just followed the sounds of your your beautiful voice. Ooh. I was wondering if you'd like to do a duet with me. I mean, are you going to make it do what it do, baby? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm confusing you with one of my other favorite blind recorders. We're friends, Ray and I. Ray Charles. We're up in heaven together. Stevie, you should have got a biopic before Ray. And... How about we do superstition together? Would you like to do, do you know the words? I'm going to cue it up. Wow. I'm going to make it do what it do. All right, here we go, Scott. You and me. Take wow. the microphone. Who am I? Am I me doing this? You're 50 Cent and I'm Stevie <laughs> oh, shit, Wonder. man. This song just got fucking dope as fuck, man. All yeah. right, here we go. Ha, ha, ha. superstitious, man. There's a long, shit. long ramp up yeah. here. Yeah, maybe we, we like, do the weather over this. Breaks on this. <laughs> this I'm going to sing a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah but it's a lot more of a build than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. that the music would kick it in. Very superstitious! Shit, man, you still got it. Riding's on the I can't see. Oh, shit, man. A little improv. Move my family to Africa! <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, God. And keep in mind, I have my eyes closed as because I, I was like, because like yeah, that, you're re- getting fully into character. Like and I, th- that, I guess that really made me feel like I too was blind. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. We do a lot of black guy impressions on this show, mm. and like in the year 2020, 2021. Whoa, is that okay? Yeah, fans, email in. Email in. Do enough the podcast at Gmail. Know that we're thinking about it. If we're woke or not. Yes. And like as I'm doing blind jokes with my eyes closed. Doing Stevie yeah. Wonder impressions. I, I'm just a goof. I like to do voices and have That's fun. how I look at it. There's, yes. It's just more fun to do Stevie Wonder and 50 Cent doing a duet together. Yes. Than like, I don't know, Ger- like a Gerard Depardieu impression. Yes. I don't know, just like a French accent. That's not fun. Oui, Speaking oui. of uh, rehab, John Mulaney is out of rehab. Oh, yes, I saw that. Which is big news. That's big. I'm a, I got upset by that news as well. Him, because he's a guy, we have a very similar trajectory, oddly enough. Like, he got sober when he was in his early 20s and then relapsed at 38, which I planned to do. Ooh. And so I got about six months left. He's back. Sobriety. No, but I'm joking. He was working on SNL, got stressed out. Hiccups got stressed out, and then what was he on? Jimmy Fallon, writing for Jimmy Fallon or something like that, behind the scenes. Well, most recently, I think he hosted SNL, and that was his. That was like right before he went into rehab. I think that was when must have had a hell of a night at that after party. <laughs> he was just like, "Fuck!" Imagine relapsing like that after like he'd had I think fifteen or so years of sobriety, fourteen maybe, which is about where I'm at. Yeah, it is weird when someone, <sighs> yeah, when you've got that many years, it's just like, this is your thing. And it's like, you relapse? Like, Bruh. it's like, yeah, I, it's wild. I have more time sober now at this point than I ever did using. 
because I drank, I started, I had my first drink slash drug or whatever at 15 and I stopped at 24. So that's nine years. Interesting. So now I'm at, I'm well past. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't remember what beer tastes like. Kid, it's I don't remember what like cocaine is like. I really don't. Beer and tastes fucking sick, kid. It's fucking so dope. Is that? Especially um, a fucking Sam Hazy or whatever the fuck that new one is. Oh my fucking god. Kid, you don't remember what beer tastes like? Yeah, what the fuck is this fucking bitch? You remember that time when we were at Fenway and like we ran out of beers? Which fucking time? Good question, kid. Yeah, Yeah, we run out of beers, then we go find more beers. That's what we do. Do you remember that time when we brought all those beers in? And we came in through the back like we were in the town? Yeah, that was fucking sick. And we did it like just and like we put on like ambulance uniforms and EMTs. It was the shot from Goodfellas, only it was us. And doing Fenway and they were like, "Yo, Bean guys!" And they like yeah. uh, they rolled out the the red carpet for us, and we got to sit down right behind the giant glass sign and like do coke off the fucking bar uh, thing. Yeah, we yeah we did it right off of that. That was definitely dope. Do you remember that? I do. That was a night, huh? That was back when Mark Wahlberg hired me to make his daily schedule for him. Dude, do you remember when you made his? Know. He hired you to make his schedule, and he hired yeah. me to clean his portable toilet that Holy he that he has on set. Yeah. Yeah, I, had to, I had to empty it out. And he, he eats a lot of greens, so it was really messy. And he does. A lot of Wahlburgers running through that system. He needs a portable toilet to fucking get things done. And then he asked us if we wanted to go to uh, Everett and blind an Asian guy with us. Yeah. And I was like, Mark, I can't do that. That's racist. And we then, were woke that night. And then he was like, do you think that you could make a Wahlburgers breakfast menu? And I was like, I do. I think I can do that. What is it like? Like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee with like a bunch of yeah. cigarette butts shoved in it and like a burger patty and then yeah. like, and we like also, an Oxycontin in the middle. <laughs> we also serve uh, waffles. That's our version of waffles at Wahlburgers. Waffles. They're fucking delicious. You're gonna fucking love these. Donnie cooks them. Actually, Paul cooks them. He's the cook. I forgot about Paul. He's fucking dope. But yeah, and speaking of the bean. This is a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot one. I saw this thing that there's a new true crime docu series from Bloomhouse getting greenlit at Epics. Oh. It's called Fall River Kid. Evidently, it's about a series of uh, murders that took place fucking right fucking around here a couple fucking years ago. And I was thinking about how much Mark Wahlberg must be seething that he's not involved in this in a producerial capacity. When you say Bloomhouse, people, I immediately, and this is like their own marketing, I immediately go Jordan Peele in my head, who is an Oscar winner and has talent. Yeah. They've had but a they great have so run. many turkeys otherwise. Well, yeah, but they've had a lot of hits. Like they did the Purge movies, which are like hit or miss but they I, make a lot of money I own the whole collection I celebrate it yeah and like the new Halloween movies they've yeah they've had some duds that I can't remember but overall they're kind of like a name at the moment but the fact that this is on epics definitely like cools things down a bit <laughs> like epics huh no one on earth has epics I don't have epic. I had an <laughs> epics trial but, and it's bad yeah they've got nothing going on over there they have like the Hulu runoff and like a couple original series that don't exist. Coulier's Leftovers. Yeah. They have a fucking Alfred Pennyworth TV show. Like a prequel series about Batman's butler, Alfred. That's what's going on over at Epics. Definitely not played by Michael Caine or anyone of note. Michael Caine. 
Yeah, it's fucked up. But I thought we might talk a little bit about the big Paramount Plus news. That is big news. Yes. They announced like a whole slew of things. They're going to kind of do the HBO Max thing where the theatrical new movies get released on their streamer, but not day of like HBO Max movies. It's going to be 45 days after for movies like Mission Impossible 7, Quiet Place 2, Top Gun Maverick, the which you know is something. Mm. But I mean, I'm I'm going with theater to see that new Mission Impossible movie and that fucking Top Gun. I would like to be in a theater for Top Gun and Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. The emptier and weirder, the better. Wearing double masks and having everybody, you know, yeah. four hundred feet apart. And also, forty five days later, in like new movie time, is like an eternity like i'm not gonna just sit around waiting 45 days like looking at everyone's spoilies online probably oh so it'll be in theaters for a month and a half correct only yes i got i got confused and thought it was the other way around okay he gets it he's in yeah i mean like they're they're making uh, power plays like they're trying at least i believe honestly the wild thing a lot of people will still wait yeah. They're making some strange move. That's like a Viacom like move with Paramount, right? Cuz probably. Yeah. They own But the Mission Impossible movies, I mean, Tom Cruise is risking his life to actually do these things. You got to see it on the biggest screen fathomable. Big movie, big screen. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> exactly. But they also announced a bunch of new things to get people excited about their new streamer, a Workaholics movie. I just works. heard about that on Ron and Fez. Ooh. Or I guess it's the Bennington show now. I mean, I'm a fan of the show. Did you ever get into that program? Um, Workaholics was yeah. okay. Yeah. It's it got is. laughs. Are they going to reprise the Chris D'Elia pedophile <laughs> character? I would love to see that again. I hope they do. I think that would be a strong play. And also, I think I mentioned it before, but they have a really good podcast called This Is Important that I enjoy. The three of them? The four of them. It's the three main guys and the guy who directed most of the episodes. Kyle Who plays something. like the weed dealer? Yes, yeah, exactly. sure. Kyle Newichek is his name. Mm. But yeah, that'll probably be fun. The uh, how does a four dude podcast play out? Especially what? over Zoom, like they make it work. There's not a lot of talking over each other, and I don't know. They make it happen somehow. That's pretty much how I listen to a podcast. Is do they make this work? Do they talk over each other? Am I bored? Mm. More often, oops. More often than not, I'm bored. <laughs> He's back. And they also said a new Paranormal Activity movie will release exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Remember when those movies were the shit? Yes. And like I went to see one of them in the theaters and was legitimately excited and it was like a packed house. Yeah. Guess what? <clears throat> I quietly like love those movies. This is a reveal, folks. Especially That's two. It's not a reveal. They're good. Two and three are like, they get so much out of the premise where it's just like, oh, like. I'm talking into my home video and spooky stuff is happening. Like, there's a lot of good stuff in those movies. I think I saw the first one in the theaters and the, and the second one. Yeah, I feel like we one. saw at least one of them together. Mm. I have a vague... I think I remember seeing one of them in Braintree with OD. Ooh. In. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I might have been there for that shit. Um, did you see that Twitter is announcing their new feature, Super Followers, so that, like, people Ooh. of note can monetize their content? 
Yes. And make dough through Twitter. I love the idea of someone paying actual money to read my <clears throat> dog shit tweets. That was my next thought. It's like, <laughs> do you think if we monetized our Twitter accounts, we Ooh. would be able to be on Doe Island? It would be funny to see. It's just like super followers. One. Monty. It, it's us. That's Monty on that enough Twitter account. Just yeah. champing at the bit for new content. All dopely. Yeah, that seems like one of those things that won't actually happen. If they do that, that'll like be the end of Twitter. Like Twitter's oh, a I complete think goof. I don't know. That type of stuff is like the internet. Like I, I think that pretty much every app there is, is just waiting for a way to make it as monetized as possible. But I Instagram think, is basically just a commercial now. I think it's a mistake to make something that's been free for like over a decade at this point to suddenly like, oh, you need to pay for stuff for that. I don't, I th people aren't going to respond well to that. I like, think what, they'll I'm, just, I'm, they'll roll it out with like big celebrities with idiot followings, you know, like, like I think there are people out there that would pay money to see Kendall Jenner's tweets. I, mean, I really do. Like you're kid, thinking, you have to fucking... think like, an, you have to think like an idiot. You're thinking yeah. like yourself, like, why would I spend money on Twitter? It's been free for fucking 15 years. Hmm. There's people though that would be all about it. They just say like any content that this person creates, I'm going to watch it. They must be doing that because OnlyFans is like really popping. Ugh. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be talking about that. I that, wonder. That's if like it, what they're making it. That's like sure. basically like OnlyFans for Twitter. If you're like, it's like a sneaky for, way for Twitter to allow even more nudity. Yeah, I like. I actually <laughs> like that. Now that we've we've worked it out, I'm in. Folks, super follow me at Skip Season for dick pics and ex <laughs> exclusive bits. Like only the <laughs> finest stuff. And you don't know what you're going to get. So just yeah. get that super follow in, pay the money, and then maybe it's a dick, maybe it's a laugh, or maybe it's both. Ooh, definitely both. <laughs> <laughs> He's in. But, and there was one more. They announced that Halo show that was going Ooh. to Showtime <laughs> is going to Paramount Plus. It's going to be a Paramount Plus exclusivo. That's awesome. I mean, the Halo show... This would have been cool like 14 years ago when we played Halo and it was yeah. like Halo was a thing. When At like this the point, original Xbox, we would hook it up to multiple TVs on like a LAN network. Yeah. In like two years, we're going to be watching the Halo show and Avatar 2. <laughs> like, what year is this? I, all, all these things are way too late. I heard on a podcast, people were like singing James Cameron's praises and it made me laugh. And they were like, he's going to become the biggest director in the world again when Avatar 2 comes out. I was okay. like, that might be the most naive statement I've ever heard, but okay. Yeah. It's like he's already is. Like, he's probably not worried about that. I'll I'll be there in the morning. You can fucking try me, fatso. I just hope Avatar 2 is watchable. I hated the first one, so I don't see how the sequel's going to be better. Kid, I see you. And they also said, this kind of distressed me. We talked about how Frasier's back. They're like rebooting Frasier for Paramount+. Plus. You're so corpulent. But I didn't see this wrinkle. None of the cast is returning except for Kelsey Grammer. It's like, that's not Frasier. Just? Yeah, just Kelsey and probably like a bunch of new idiots. Is that old? Is the old guy dead? Yes. Okay. But everyone else is still around. Like the two main babes and what's his face? David, David Hyde Pierce? Yeah. David Hyde Pierce couldn't get the deal done? I guess not. Like, I don't, I don't what, know the details about like... What is he doing instead? Maybe they weren't asked. Maybe it's like a weird thing going on. That would be like, like oh, we're bringing back Seinfeld, but it's just Jerry. It's like, no. 
That's not. I'd still watch it, but I would too. It wouldn't be it, good. Yeah, I don't know. That completely soured me on the Frasier reboot entirely. So basically, now it's just like, oh, Kelsey Grammer needed a new show, so it's him as Frasier. Like, I don't know. Out on it. And Scott also, is Kelsey. Yes. I mean, his work is beast. That's like probably the best and funniest casting in movie history. Him as Beast in the X-Men movies, mm. for people who aren't familiar. And they also announced that there's a new reboot of Rugrats, <coughs> which is a cartoon I was a big fan of back in the day. Probably watched it like longer than I should have. And Didn't you recently watch the, the Rugrats movie and cry? I didn't cry, but I did have a laugh. You didn't cry. I remember you bringing up one of the bits again. Yes. Tommy Pickles is pretending to be Indiana Jones, but he goes by Okie Dokie Jones, and he's being like chased by a big toy. You're laughing again. It's they, great they still stuff. got you. I mean, it's a hit. But this new one, I don't know if you saw the clip, but the animation looks like it was done by the team who did the general insurance commercials. Oh, no. It looks like shit. <clears throat> and it's like, what'd you do to my Rugrats? How you doing this to my to my rascals? Where is this gonna be? On uh, Paramount Plus. On Paramount Plus is pulling out all of this shit. Oh yeah, they're pulling out all the stops. We got a blocky, shitty looking, fucking Rugrats. But yeah, I mean, being thirty five years old and having opinions about Rugrats is kind of fucked up. This is we've entered what the Rugrats corner, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had the music, but it doesn't exist on Spotify. And they also announced that they canceled Jordan Peele's new Twilight Zone reboot after two seasons. I feel like that franchise is cursed after mm. what happened on the set of the um, Ooh, movie. Yeah. Yes, that where John Landis crash. is responsible for the decapitation of three people. Like two children actors and some and the helicopter pilot got their heads chopped off yes. by heli- uh by the propellers from a helicopter because John Landis kept telling him to go lower. And then he went on to make several more films and it barely affected his career somehow. <laughs> I love how that whole Eddie Murphy controversy when they just got finished making Coming to America and Eddie Murphy called him out and was just like, if it weren't for me, he would be remembered by as the guy who killed people with a helicopter crash and not mm. having made a $200 million movie so he can yeah. fuck himself or something like that in like a Playboy interview. Hell yeah, I never saw that. That's dope. Awesome. But yeah, the it's fair that the new Twilight Zone got canceled. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I watched a handful of episodes. It's okay. Not great. It's it you know it hasn't aged super well, but you definitely it is what it is. You know it's still cool. Well, yeah, they, they tried. <clears throat> I'm talking about the new one. Like oh, the, the new, new, new. One. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah, those. I remember like, you talking about how bad it was. I never even went in. It had one or two episodes out of like the ten I saw that were mm. like good. I would say that's like Room 104. Where, like, there's, like, two really solid ones and then a bunch of crap. You are now entering the chill zone. Funny. He's in. But, yeah, do you want to talk some shuts? Once again, I have none. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm shutless. I don't do it anymore. I I power through everything now. You're a reborn cinephile who's Mm. on Letterboxd and you like to take I throw in my monocle and put on the top hat and I sit with my finger across my chin and cheek and just take everything in seriously. The work. What did you shut? I mentioned it before when they announced it, but I just had to check it out because it popped up on Hulu. Cherry's Wild, that Jason Biggs game show. Oh, God. 
one of the for a second i thought you meant cherry or whatever that new tom holland movie about the guy with ptsd and i was like oh really i thought that was gonna be good i will watch that when that comes out me too it's i think it's in two weeks cherry's jubilee and that's it but yeah even for like a 20 shut up and listen to my order (laughs) even for a 20 minute game show this is unwatchable and like embarrassingly bad i felt bad for jason biggs i felt bad for all the contestants it was like watching people you don't know boringly play categories. It's just like a. It makes you appreciate other game shows that are like exciting because this one was just like lifeless. I was mm. really just bummed out. Poor Jason Biggs. He needs another American Pie, and we're gonna write it for him. Or at least Orange is the New Black or something, where like at least his wife gets some success. Mm. And then I also shut off something called Park Lanes on the Criterion channel, which is an eight-hour movie about working at a bowling pin factory that's shot in real time. Eight hours? Eight hours. It's what, a full shift of work. What but, were you thinking when you popped that on? Did you know the runtime going into it? I did. And I, I was like, this will be funny if I watch this. And then like 10 minutes in i was like oh no this is like exactly what it sounded like it would be it's like boyhood but about a bowling alley and not fun at all yeah and then i was like this is what insane people do anyone who finished park lanes all eight hours of it i don't i don't know who you are and why you exist and it also made me wonder how does something like that get greenlit people are always like i can't get anything made this someone got money to i don't know they probably crowdfunded it Maybe it gets really exciting around like hour five, but that's what people say. It's like the wire. Yeah. Like you gotta watch at least three, three, four hours and then it'll yeah. heat really heats up. By hour seven you'll be fucking crying your eyes out and this is you'll be wowed. But yes, that's all I shut this week. Mm. Why don't we take a little break? Ooh. And we're gonna watch I guess Tom and Jerry or Minari. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's I know it's like That's you the said, question yeah. of the day, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like you said earlier, like that's what every cinephile is thinking right now. Do I watch Minari, the Oscar contender, or the animated Tom and Jerry reboot on HBO Max? Yes. We're a couple of grown men. I say we watch Tom and Jerry. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Oh. Folks, we're back. <laughs> what is that? I can't. Baldwin. Oh. Calling uh, Ireland Baldwin, I believe is his daughter's name. So this is, she's like posting nudes now. So that's like a very dated clip from, I believe, 11 years ago. Glad to hear that. Something like that, at least. If not more. Folks, we just watched Tom and Jerry. <sighs> The new movie that was supposed to go to theaters premiered on HBO Max. That's it for me. I'm out. <laughs> and I guess it did. It is playing in theaters. If you're lucky enough to live by one, playing this very classy film. That uh, were you a Tom and Jerry guy growing up? Was that one of your shows? No, not really. No? I don't remember having a problem with it, but like it's like old cartoons are fun to watch. Sometimes I follow some account online that just posts like cartoon videos and it's kind of fun, but yeah, I don't 
really remember. I feel like I was more of a Looney Tunes guy. Tom and Jerry wasn't Looney They're Tunes. They're Hanna Barbera, yeah. Yeah, okay. So separate entirely. Yeah. But yeah, this new this is like the big reboot. They're like, oh, we're bringing Tom and Jerry back, and it's uh, a live action movie, but Tom and Jerry are animated. So they're doing like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of deal, but it's nowhere near as good. And like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you're looking at it like the animation interacting with the real stuff. And you're like, wow, how did they do this? This is amazing. And Tom For, and Jerry. And that was 30 years ago. Yeah. So and, we've gone backwards. And in this movie, it looks like, oh, it looks like they just doodled over the movie because that's what they did. And it's not impressive or really interesting in any way. Yeah, this there was. I have nothing good to say about this. I mean, Chloe Grace Moretz is the whole movie, I guess, yeah. and she's basically like Elizabeth Olsen meets Florence Pugh, pew, pew. but less attractive and talentless. Wow, her if lack I, of if chops. You, if I'm going to eviscerate her, I guess her lack of chops was on display. In oh this yeah, movie. and she's had such an insane career. Like she's finally activated. We've been waiting for this for years, and like she was she, born in 1997. So, Ooh. <laughs> but uh, the scene like she was in Kick Ass playing like the little girl who was swearing, so she was like playing gritty roles when she was a kid. And now that she's in her 20s, they have her like, oh, let's have you play like the weird girl character in the Tom and Jerry movie. Like, she's playing like down now, she her career's all backwards, it's it doesn't make sense. And yeah, the all your favorites are here in this movie, folks. You got Michael Pena, <laughs> Ken Jeong, Colin Jost. It's as if they were going out of their way to just put together a cast of all the stinkiest, most frustrating people on earth. They nailed it. In that regards, this is maybe the movie of the year. And yeah, fucking... Kenji Young just showing up like, I, I yell stuff. I'm wacky. I don't even have to, like, do anything. I'm just doing my thing. And also, Tom and Jerry don't talk. A lot of their back and forth is, like, physical comedy-based, but it's not, like, very inspired or interesting. Halfway through, I was like, these guys need to talk. This is, like, a dumb... Did you mention the director? I didn't. I Tim forgot. Story, the yes. director of both the Barbershop movies and four episodes of White Famous. Ooh. And so let's he, not he's, forget. He he's also, basically the next Spike Lee. He also directed uh, that movie Taxi, starring Queen Latifah and James Fallon. Oh. Oh, and uh, the original Fantastic Four and its sequel, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. What a fucking chucklehead he is. Yeah, this guy's Jimmy like a, Fallon. a legendary dud maker. And this guy, too. A yeah. couple of chuckleheads. I mean, this he's this is right in his wheelhouse, turkey-wise. Like, add this one to that list, and it, it fits in nicely. Rob Delaney had a big mustache. We posed the question, are mustaches funny? Mm. And I'm going to say, no, they're not. Yeah, it's not. Enough. Most times when I see someone with a mustache, I'm just like, oh, that looks cool. Like, they're pulling that off. I don't think mustaches... And I don't know if his mustache is ironic or not. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. He's one of those weird, dry comedy guys. Closest I've ever come to a mustache is the, like, I had the stubble on the bottom. Yeah, that was a cool look. You should bring and that I back. didn't love it compared to just the normal facial hair. You pulled it off. Funny thing about this movie, it's already, it's made over $5 million worldwide somehow <laughs> on Earth. 
and 53,000 of that was localized to Egypt. Imagine going so, to see so that. So the Egyptians are loving it. Imagine going to see that in the theater. Children, like, can we go? I'm very bored. I'm, I'm going to go. And yeah, like, this movie was overflowing with, like, hacky 90s bits. There's a big scene where, like, Tom is seeing, like, the angel and devil on his shoulder as he's trying to figure something out but what, can't speak. What the fuck was that? That's such, like, an obit from another era. Like, oh, the angel and devil are here. It's like, Jesus Christ. In their Christ. defense, in their only defense, really, that was a bit that I think they actually did in that cartoon. Yeah. So I guess they're, I noticed, they're just sort of remaining true to that. But. That's probably fair. I noticed a lot of stuff that seemed familiar, like when Jerry moves where the mouse hole is, when Tom's trying to bit by. Ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna say it's on HBO Max. This is the new Tom live action sort of Tom and Jerry like yeah. fucking <clears throat> green screen animation bullshit movie. I'm gonna say one out of ten. I am two. And folks, we know that this is like a kid's movie and not made for us, but I can still appreciate like a good one when I see it. And I went into this expecting not much and it delivered. Like, this movie was a fucking disaster. I was getting actually mad watching it just because it was so lifeless and just an excuse for a movie. Yeah, it's upsetting. Hated it. Yeah, I liked nothing about this film. Can we talk about another one we hated just to get the anger out of the way and then we'll be cool? Please. Real quick, let's just go over Body Brokers, which is a movie that I don't have a summary for to you. Body Brokers, Body Body Brokers. I actually do. The Brought to Los Angeles for Treatment, a recovering junkie soon learns that the rehab center is not about helping people, but a cover for a multi-billion dollar fraud operation that enlists addicts to recruit other addicts. <laughs> Which I gotta say, it makes it sound better than it was. Yeah, it was bad. That summary. I wrote down, so far, this is quite gritty in the beginning. Like, gritty. when I had high hopes for, or at least some hopes for this. The main and kid. They lost me. The main kid was a big dud. He is sort of like a. He's like an even less compelling Nick Robinson from Silk Road, which we'll be talking about next. Oh, God, yeah. He's just like, which is a tall order to be less compelling. I can't remember the name of the kid. Remember that movie Spun? The kid who was the drug addict in Spun. He was in Almost Famous. What's that kid's name? Oh, what is his name? You're going to get it. Jesse Smollett or something. Patrick Fugit. There it is. Knew you'd nail it. Patrick, he reminded me of Patrick Fugit, but with less talent. Yeah, just kind of like a boring kid where it's like, you're not an actor, you're just a kid. Patrick reminds me of a buddy of mine from my first rehab named Markian who died of a heroin overdose. Ooh. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. baby. Uh, that being said, body brokers, speaking of treatment centers, I thought like being that I've been in treatment a couple of times and it would be it would be something intriguing to me. And then I realized it was like voiceover heavy with Frank Grillo. Yeah. And I like him. I was hoping he'd be in the movie, not just doing the voiceover. And then, like, Michael K. Williams strutting around in a cowboy hat. And I just, yeah. like... Frank Grillo, I think it's funny that he's already at the point in his career where they're using his name and, like, putting him all over the cover to sell a movie that he's barely in. That's what they do with, like, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, like, more big names. I was like, Frank Grillo's getting this treatment already? Right. They're like, pump-faking Frank Grillo? All the Animal Kingdom fans roaring to the streamers to download this for six ninety nine. Yeah. I don't think I did a refund, but I should. Yeah, this movie was just a fucking... Oof. 
what was there? There was really nothing, nothing good about it. I think we're ready for a spoof movie of all Frank Grillo vehicles called Frank Grillo movie. The one bright time. spot in this movie was that Jessica Roth girl from Utopia and Happy Death Day, the blonde babe. I don't even remember her. She's cute. That's about the only. Oh, oh yeah, the main, the main rehab girl. girl yeah. yeah, she was all right. Her, she was trying. Her dating the main character made no sense. Yeah. Like she met him as an addict, and then she ran into him outside of the treatment center and is suddenly smitten. It just seemed so fake to me. Yeah, this is one of those movies where like the narrator's explaining to you the whole time with a bunch of like figures and numbers and walking you through this big production of a scheme. But Most of those numbers were fake, I bet. Yeah. It'd it, be my guess. It didn't seem like very no. realistic or interesting. Like, oh yeah, that's so? Yeah. And the Melissa Leo was in it. She was pretty good because she's like a pro. She elevated things. Was she smidge. the drug addict? She was the woman who worked at the facility who, like the curly-haired woman right? who plays the mom in the fighter, that fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. inset sidecar. But yeah, this, very average. By the end, I was dying for it to be over, just like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I power through things now, as I've mentioned, due to my letterbox obsession. He's back. And <clears throat> this is another one. I didn't want to not finish it. So, Body Brokers. It's on iTunes. I imagine it'll be on Netflix before we finish this podcast. I would prefer none of you take it in. I also hated that... Did you see that little button at the end where after the movie's over, they have, like, some text on the screen that says, while you watch this film, 15 people died of an overdose. And then I had, like... like, create some awareness. Yeah, and then I had, like, a bunch of other facts. It's like, what, you're fucking... You're trying to, like, salvage this turkey with some, like... Poignant facts? The fuck out of here. Mm. Turkey. Hated it. Body what, brokers. What did you think of Silk Road? Silk Road, which is Preface also... this by saying it was a great story. Yes. this or In real life. I believe you read the book or did, maybe yeah. two books? I think two audio books about this. Yeah. That's what I'm talking ago, about. But... Folks, we're in the fucking book corner. Um, they fucked it up. Yeah, this movie, it's also on iTunes. It's brand new. I got a summary here. The true story of Ross Ulbricht, uh, the charismatic young tech mastermind who unleashed the darknet website Silk Road and the corrupt DEA agent determined to bring down his billion-dollar empire. Nick Robinson, that guy from uh, Jurassic World and stuff, he's the main guy. Is he in Billionaire Boys Club as well? Alongside Ansel Elgort. Maybe. I, I feel like he, they, he, he's a body double for him anyway, so yeah. probably. Maybe even a body broker. Huh. He's in. Um, yeah. Jake Jason- Robinson's beard in this really upset me. It was super patchy. Yeah, it looked like fake at times. Right. It's and like- then he had like a different beard at the end. It was Ooh. just muggy. Yeah. And the whole thing, yeah, like he creates like the dark web and it's like selling drugs on the internet and... I don't know. I was kind of into it for a while. Like well, this, it's a, all this of that really happened. Yeah, this definitely wasn't bad. Like, I enjoyed watching it. Mm. It was just kind of like the social network meets, like, I don't know, drugs, the dark. It's like the same, they're going for a social network vibe, the whole movie. Mm. And it's more like that movie 21, <laughs> that, that other, like, vague true story. But, I mean, the dark web seems interesting. You ever bought anything off the dark web? Everything in this room, my man. Ooh. <laughs> Consider the chill zone the dark web. 
Yeah, we're not going to launch a Patreon. We're going to launch a dark web side pod. So you have to be a complete nerd to find us yeah. and or a pedophile. <laughs> Ideally both. A nerdy pedophile. That's our new Q zone. True turkey heads. But yeah, this movie, it has two storylines that didn't like connect as well as the movie thought it did. Like the main storyline with the dark web kid creating it and this weird DA, uh, DEA agent or maybe FBI I think guy. he's FBI. In real life, I can't recall. But yeah, yeah like they, he would, they, what really happened is he kind of got in over his head and ended up like in embroiled doing, like taking money out of it, like making money doing it. Yeah, like he wanted to take this guy down so bad. He basically like committed even more fucked up crimes to like pin this thing on him. It, right. It was interesting. Yeah, the story, the real, I always, when I listened to this, I, I thought to myself, this could be, and they actually did try to make this movie in Europe already. I never Ooh. watched it because I believe it's like all subtitles and I didn't recognize anyone in it. Mm. But I don't think it did, if it had done well, we probably would have seen it. Yeah. So it's, I think that they're going to, they might take another swipe at this because the story is that rich. Like there's more to it too that I'm forgetting. Like audiobooks are hard to absorb everything, but yeah. the story's nuts. Like the guy was literally having they didn't the part they should have focused more on is the fact that he was like trying to have people killed and like mm. sentencing hits or sending out hits on people and yeah. like the DEA guy was bullshitting him and then god knows who else there was all these other people lying and saying oh yeah we killed him for you yeah. they called himself the pirate and like all right pirate we killed that guy for you and they just never did and yeah. so he got in jail for he got like a hundred years in jail for like attempted murder even though it was none of it, it was like all hypothetical and none of it really occurred and well i mean granted he was doing the the, the drugs and all that stuff as well but yeah. it's, a, it's a weird interesting unique story and i know for a fact this movie is not going to be a 6.99 rental for much longer it's probably going to drop down to a 99 cent rental and then dump out onto amazon prime so yeah it's worth it's worth a watch and it does add to the paul Walt. Walter Hauser Cannon of him playing. You like, really did fuck up his name in your brain. You have to like, oh, yeah. oh, like you're teaching yourself not to stutter when you say it. It really is a problem. <laughs> but he, another entry in him playing a nerdy, bedridden guy who's like hacking stuff. Yeah, his character was a real person as well. He was like this dork that they got to do all sorts of stuff. And like none of these people ever met. That was the wildest, a lot of them at least. They're like they were all on computers and there was more, yeah. they didn't write in every character. He, he's only in like two scenes and like steals the movie. He's fatter than ever. He's incredible in everything. Yeah, he fucking rules. I feel like they asked him to have another 20 pound gain just to do this role. Mark Duplass's wife with a little pop by. Oh, I, yeah. I always forget her fucking name. Jason like Clark has always been one of my guys too. Yeah, I think he's, he like elevated this and made yeah. me like, enjoy it more overall he had some great stuff being like the older guy who doesn't know how to do computers and everyone's that was funny, like yeah. all the young hot shots giving him guff i i like this movie i think you should definitely watch chappaquiddick this weekend just to sort of round out you know jason clark i mean let's not go nuts <laughs> fucking i'll watch chappy quiddick <laughs> that's chappy and i also appreciated them having era specific iphones and layouts Agreed. Yeah, like I like that supposed to be in two thousand eight, and when they they show the phone and it's it had like what iPhones look like in that year. Those little details go a long way, at least for me. And uh, yeah, I think I dug it maybe more than you because I didn't know the story, and you 
you know, in classic fashion, when you read or listen to the book, you, you know, you imagine in your mind, the book's always better than the movie. Everybody knows this. Yeah. If, if I'd never read the book, I probably would have given this like a six out of 10. Yeah. Had I read the book or since I did read the book, it's like a four and a half mm. just because I wanted more. And I knew that they could have, if, they, if they'd given it a bigger budget and a better, better director in production and, you know, different, mm. like not that I don't, not that I dislike Jimmy Simpson and, you know, <laughs> Jason Great side Clark, car. but there, 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 this movie had more, like if you put like a Jake Gyllenhaal in the role of Dread Pirate Roberts, it would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, obviously he's not taking that, this gig. Also, the, this movie does that thing where they show you the end of the movie at the beginning for no reason. Hate. Folks. I, could you as stop? As it started out, I was like, fuck. Yeah, like, God, do I... And it's never for any reason. It's not like it's an incredible, like, like gotcha, grab you moment. It's just like, why are you showing me the end? Just fucking start, interestingly. Don't give me the end. At the beginning? Folks. But yes, that's Silk Road. It's now on iTunes. As you said, it'll be on Hulu or something. Two weeks. Let's talk about the Patrice documentary. Patrice O'Neill, the comedian, has yes. a documentary on Comedy Central on demand right now called Patrice O'Neill Killing Them Softly or Killing is Easy. Killing is Easy. What was Killing Them Softly? That was that dope Brad Pitt movie. It was. Gandolfini. What it the was. fuck? I have them above me next to each other. But yeah, if you don't know Patrice O'Neill, he's a great comedian who unfortunately died like eight years ago at this point. He was Actually, I guarantee you've all seen him because everyone watches The Office and he's in like a couple episodes in the early part of season two before he got fired for being difficult to work with, which they explore in this documentary. And yeah, he was so funny. He's one of the funniest people who has ever lived. He's He's Eddie Murphy funny, in my opinion. Was, should I say. He's one of those guys... Especially if you've never heard his appearances on Opie and Anthony, highly recommend listening to them on YouTube. Like, I guarantee any clip you click on is going to have a ton of laughs. But he never even seems like he's trying to be funny. He's someone he's just talking and everything he says is so funny. You're just like, fuck. I literally was like, I have in my notes, it's just bits that he said. Stuff that I wanted to discuss because it's so fucking funny. Him saying a bit about fat strangers in the street. He was a big dude. And he said something about like, I see fat strangers in the street and like, we're supposed to be friends. What am I supposed to do? Go up to him and say, hey, I eat too. (laughs) And it's just like, I'm going to kill it because I'm a fucking skinny white dude. So obviously my rendition of a Patrice joke is going to bomb. He just... The thing I love the most about him is that he was such a dick to all the other comedians and just he was just constantly making fun of people. Yeah. That to me is just that's like how we talk to each other in the group text. Yeah, like the other comedians, it has some good talking head interviews with like Bill Burr and Jim Norton and all those rascals where they're like, yeah, everyone was like nervous to be around Patrice because they knew that they were just about to get eviscerated and it would be like so real and... The part talking about Bill Burr taking a gig uh, on a bu- get on a gig on a bus, and they Patrice and everybody roasted him so badly that he just dropped out of the gig and didn't do it. He like uh, gave dead. up. He gave up money because he was getting made fun of so badly. I gotta take off. Can't deal with this. They said Patrice did like the walking down the stairs bit of like, all right, that's it for me. And then he like got off. He like mo- he like mimed himself getting off the bus. And yeah. Just everything 
he said was funny. I also forgot he was from Boston. Roxbury, Massachusetts. Kid, he's our fucking brethren. What a I terrible place to grow up. And yeah. That's probably why he's so fucking funny, because it was a tough upbringing. Yeah. There's but a yeah. lot of crime there. I must say, this documentary was good just because Patrice is funny, and watching clips of him be funny is good. But Comedy Central kind of mailed this one in budget-wise. It has a bunch of scenes where... Since they don't have footage of a lot of the happenings, they do like a little cartoon to tell a story. And the cartoon couldn't have looked cheaper or shoddier. And it like brought the whole production down. I was like, oh, you, you can't fucking give this guy like a, a decent 30 second little cartoon. Just have someone tell the story if you're gonna fucking do it like this. I don't know why I'm swearing so much. I'm very sweary tonight. But yeah, this. Comedy Central, they just, they lost the plot. They don't know what they're doing anymore. I'm surprised they even, like, released this. I feel like they're not even a network anymore. Yeah, it's a shame they mailed it in this badly. It would have been nice if it was in, like, a Netflix documentary or... I find the HBO documentaries to be really well done, which we'll discuss next. But... Yeah, like, they would never put a documentary on HBO with the cartoons in this thing. Like, mm -hmm. embarrassing... Like Flash cartoons, if Flash is still a thing. Just like, come on, <laughs> do better. But I mean, it's, it's worth a watch, especially if you're not familiar with his work. It's on demand. Patrice O'Neill, killing is easy. Also, it's funny to see Opie in, in the documentary. Of course, he was a douchebag within 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Opster. Opie. Opie. But speaking of documentaries, I believe we also both checked out the new Woody Allen versus Mia Farrow doc on I'm, HBO Max. I'm surprised you want to talk about this. They really came at your boy here. What do you mean? How did this make you feel? Are you like going to renounce your Woody Allen? This is a shoddy hit piece that has no interest in the truth. That's legitimately what he said. If we hadn't already done the fake guest in studio bit like six times i would have just ran with that but we've done I, it it's here. been done it's me i'm here sunny's here too how much of it do you believe it's all true I, I think i do i mean it's one of those things especially when you're watching a documentary that's like well put together they can hit you with a bunch of facts in a row with some imagery and you're just like fuck right like they could have told me that he you know did just about anything, and I would have bought into it with how well-produced this one was. Yeah. Is, I should say. It's, I think, what is it, a six-part docuseries? I think four parts. Okay. I've only seen the first part. I think the second part airs Sunday. Sunday. But I'm, I'm watching this in conjunction with listening to the Woody Allen audiobook because I want to hear all sides of the story. Mm. You know, get all the, the multitudes of all this. I prefer to... You know, burn people at the stake before I've heard their story. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to join the mob here. I mean, I got to say, it doesn't look good for Woody. <laughs> I mean, even if a few of the stories are lies and a few of them are true, it's not good. Yeah. That, like, him on the beach with Dylan Farrow. What and do you for whatever mean? reason, she had no clothes on. She was like seven years old and he was rubbing sunscreen in her buttocks. Ooh, like that, geez. like Dylan Farrow or Mia Farrow, his ex wife, was describing this. Yeah. Like, and then he like put his hand in between her butt cheeks and like it just I'm glad. 
I had like a, I felt sick hearing. It's just, oh God. Yeah. He's such a creepy guy. Just and, the fact that he married his stepdaughter, Sun Yi, yeah. really is not helping his case here. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't bode well. It's no. Like, it's, it's scandalous enough. And then it's just like, well, and he did marry one of her other daughters. So <laughs> that does leave some... Uh, but yeah, this... The one thing he has going for him is that one of their other sons who isn't Ronan Farrow, the one who never gets screen time because he's like a weird dude who's on Woody's side, he says that Woody's telling the truth and that Mia Farrow is like a crazy person who made up this whole story. I heard that angle as that's, well. That's the only thing Woody has going for him is the fact that there's a real person who knew both of them who was on his side. Here's my other angle. If it's all true. What do you mean? Why isn't why are there no other people coming forward beyond Ronan who Ronan didn't get touched, but he said he's aware of all of it. Ronan's yeah. his other son who's the accusation. And I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm mm. not saying that. I, I don't know what I believe yet. But I, I just I feel like if it were like a really if he's Harvey Weinstein, there'd be a lineup. Like with any of these instances, there's never been just one, never just one accuser. How many accusers have there been with Woody? Is it is it just Dylan? I Dylan! <laughs> Dylan! You son of a bitch! I think so. Maybe, we'll probably, I bet there's some reveals in this doc. In I need to see the rest of it. Four. I'm yeah. not making a call yet. But the documentary is really engaging and well done. And if you have a strong stomach and, you know, you're not going to, vomit over child stuff it you know i gotta say it is a, a harrowing watch it's heavy with, as with hell. just like the girl talking to the camera telling the stories then they sprinkle in some clips from the movie just to like add a little bit of lightness so you're just like oh okay well and then like, they're oof. they're playing out of context clips from his own audiobook yes. to make him look and sound worse yeah and i was saying last week when i was listening to the audiobook before i even saw this i was listening to it like Wow, he is a creepy man. He he has a whole chapter explaining like him and Mia Farrow's courtship, where it's like, who wants to hear this? Everyone knows you despise each other and are like locked into a battle for the ages. And he's like, we met at this lake and we had dinner and it was, I don't know. He's a fucking insane yeah, person. He's a fucking weirdo, man. <laughs> really? I think that the takeaway is that it's probably true and he's creepy as fuck. And HBO yeah. Max does a screaming hot documentary, I must say. I've always been a, a fan of HBO docs. I, I feel like they, have, for years, have been the ones who nail it. Yeah, I feel like they tackle like snoozy subjects a lot. But when they lock yeah. into something I want to watch, yeah, it's usually a hot one. Um, Doc-wise. This is coming out. So it's on HBO Max. They do new episodes for the next three weeks, I guess, on Sunday nights. They air at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And it's a great, like, right before bed, you know, you just horrify yourself and then have nightmares. Yeah. It's ideal, really. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Did we watch anything else? That's a lot of reviews. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it for me. I mean, the other day I randomly started watching The O.C. just because I saw it was on HBO Max. And I was like, you can act like a man. I was like, maybe I'll be a guy who watches The O.C. And I watched the first episode. It was fine. Show yeah. sucks. What? I mean, I might casually... It's very dated. I might casually watch all five seasons just on a lark. Do you it's, know what happens in the very end? 
I don't. Don't spoil it. But it's a stupid, cheesy, like Dawson's Creek type, early 2000s teen dramedy. But I don't know. Maybe I'll watch all of it. Who cares? Who knows? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that classic bit. Mm, what you say? Yeah, I'm going to watch it just to get to that scene. That big epic moment. <clears throat> Remember when this was my ringtone? I don't. Even though I never watched the show? Kid. Might be my funniest bit. I thought I skipped right to the good part. He's in. This was supposed to be like the biggest tearjerker in television history. And it turned into like one of the first memes. Yeah, this, that's true actually. That Yeah. There's nothing funnier than that. Something that's supposed to be super serious that is so shoddy, it's hilarious. Who is that actor who plays Ryan on the OC? I don't know his name. He was on that Gotham show. He's gotten some work. <laughs> I have. I just got chills. Reveal. And yeah, the show's so cheesy. The first episode, he has like a gritty brother who's making him do like stealing cars and stuff, and he gets arrested and. Peter Gallagher, that guy from American Beauty with the eyebrows, plays his lawyer and he's Fuck like Fuck me, your majesty. He's like, I see myself in this kid. Let me like adopt you and bring you home to my fucking dope Palacio estate and you can teach my nerdy son how to be cool. This is a show. <clears throat> I'm kinda intrigued now. Yeah. It's, I do it's enjoy good. a wrong side of the tracks. Let's let's do an OC deep dive and have the entire next episode be about the OC. What do you think? Thank you. <laughs> Green You line. just sold me on the OC. Yeah, like I You know watched... what I'd really like to have is, is to be able to do an OC while watching the OC. Kid, that's the fucking dream. That's heaven on fucking earth. Nice kid. 80 crush that up, you know? Watch a nice fucking Fox drama from 14 years ago. <laughs> 14 years ago I was doing OCs so it lines up. He's back. But folks, you can look forward to our OC segment on the next episode. I feel like we just, on air, came up with the new 90 seconds of The Departed. Oh, there 90 we go. seconds of The OC. Yeah. What do you think? Love it. <laughs> do we have to watch it? <laughs> do we do like a, a quick re recap? or Doing that with a TV show it would be funny because it would take like 4,000 episodes <laughs> to watch all of The OC. Yeah, we that... decided we're not going to keep going with The Departed to yeah. just be you know, break the fourth wall here. Cause we finished that bit. It's that over. It's done. done. It's... But the 90 second theme lives on. And it's yes. a part of me that's like, do we watch a movie trailer? That's about 90 seconds. Yeah. But we'll playing, figure it out. We're getting we'll, there. We'll get, we're getting, a, you know, we have a week to think about it by next week. We'll have something funny for you. Yeah. But that's, that's it for me. Folks, why don't you go ahead and check out some other fun podcasts like Uncle to Uncle and the South Shore Boys. And while you're at it, why don't you follow us on Instagram at Enough the Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Right, where can the fans find you this week? I'm on uh, Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, and you can also check out my new website. I'm going to plug my fucking website for the next six months because it was expensive. Hell yeah. What's Ankfit, that website? Ankfit.com. A-N-K-F-I-T. Are you a fat shit? Yes. Do you look at yourself in the mirror with disgust? Yes. And all of your clothes don't fit and you're just barely hanging on by a thread of life? Yes. I can help. Ooh. Reach out. Ankfit.com. You can actually book yourself a free session on the website. 
Wow. You don't even have to talk to me. You just, you'll appear on my calendar and there we are. Sounds pretty easy peasy. About as easy as it gets. Folks, do it. So, ankfit.com, and this is, you know, we're, we've got a new bit coming next week. It's going to be big things. Don't forget to catch Scott on the new episode of the South Shore Boys with a Z. Ooh, and, I mean, that's all I got. So, Folks. I mean, everybody, have a goo one, man. That's enough. Have a goo. See you next time. <laughs>